Hey guys, welcome to the Monkey Business Podcast. I'm your co-host, Amit. I'm your co-host, Victor. Today, we have an interesting episode about the basics of the stock market lined up for you. So let's dive straight into it. In today's episode, we will be covering what the stock market is, the history of the stock market, a better understanding of the stock market and how it works, as well as what influences the stock prices. We'll also be talking about why people are interested in the stock market and why they park their money there, as well as the functions of the stock market and how it can benefit governments, corporations and individuals. Then we'll be covering jobs and careers related to the stock market before we finish off for the day. Let's get straight into it. So let's start with what exactly the stock market is and how it works. Well, the stock market is a platform in which individuals, public limited companies, as well as the government, buy and sell ownership of a company or an asset, which is also known as shares. A key reason as to why shares are so sought after is because of the dividend, which is basically the percentage of money you initially invested, which is returned to you as a profit. These profits and returns may be given out on an annually or quarterly basis, depending on the individual company. Another alternative would be the practice of purchasing and selling shares. As share prices fluctuate up and down due to demand and supply, the value of a share changes over time. And so selling a stock on the first day versus selling the stock on the second day would give you different profits. And as per definition, the more shares a party owns, the more ownership they have over the company or asset. Some firms use this as an advantage to gain ownership of other firms by purchasing the majority of their share. This is otherwise known as a hostile takeover, which happens when a company is forcefully placed under another which buys a large chunk of their shares. There are a couple of ways the stock market functions to benefit individuals, the government and firms alike. For instance, one of the most commonly spoken about functions of the stock market would be to provide firms with facilitating growth, as well as raising share capital for that firm. When a company decides to go on the stock market, the term for this would be initial public offering, otherwise known as IPO. Investors purchase their shares and hope that the company will eventually grow larger with the money they have invested in the company in exchange for their shares. Utilizing their investors' money, companies are able to facilitate growth. This can come in a handful of ways, purchasing more capital, employing more workers, or using the money to innovate or collect research about their audience in order to modify the product to better suit their requirements. Another prime function of the stock market would be its ability to ensure the safety of transactions. As exchanges in the stock market fall under the laws of the country and thus being regulated, Minimizing the probability of a scam or any activity containing similar nefarious intentions for the person investing their money. Governments also use the stock market to their advantage. Governments, instead of issuing shares to their investors, issues governmental bonds instead. Bonds are similar to shares in the sense that governments use the money investors give them in order to develop the country. And bonds can also be bought and sold like shares. The core difference between the two is that a bond does not give you any ownership of the government. However, it still does provide the investor with an interest rate over time. Before we dive any deeper into the stock market, let's have a brief overview of the history of the stock market. Though the idea of a location where investors could buy and purchase shares has been discussed ever since the 15th century, 
The first ever stock market was actually in Amsterdam in the 17th century, about 200 years later. At that time, the Dutch East India Company was the first ever public limited company that decided to raise stock as well as pay dividends to the investors in order to raise capital. The idea quickly spread amongst other countries and many others started to create their own companies for more investors to invest in. However, as investors at that time focused more on the potential reward of their investment rather than if the company stood a chance at succeeding long enough for them to return their dividend or sell their shares, this led to financial instability as more and more investors started to invest in companies without much investigation into the company itself. Basically, they were making trades which were not well thought through and which were impulsive. As time went on, investors attempted to sell off their shares but without any bias, leading to the market finally crashing in 1720. This highlighted a serious shortcoming in the system and led to the formation of the Philadelphia Stock Exchange in 1790 to spur the development of the US financial sector. And in the year 1923, the S&P 500 as we know it was created. Stock prices are influenced by a number of factors, but they all revolve around the concept of supply and demand. If more people want to buy the stock, in this case representing its demand, compared to the amount of people who want to sell the stock, in this case representing its supply, if the demand is higher than the supply, which means more people want to buy than the people who want to sell, then the price rises and vice versa. Opinions about a particular stock are influenced by positive and negative news about a company, which is why corporations will hold investor reports every quarter to encourage shareholders to keep their stock with reports about their earnings, and in doing so, potentially attracting new buyers to the company. For example, Netflix recently had an investor meeting in which they informed their shareholders they had lost subscribers for the first time in 25 years. Investors quickly reacted to this information, and as a result, Netflix's stock price has dropped from $350 to mere $220. Other factors that influence the stock market include how well the industry is doing in regards to that particular stock. If bad press surrounds the industry in question, most companies and the industry will see a decline in their stock prices. Typically, countries in the same industry will have similar stock prices. For instance, in the US cellular carrier industry, Verizon and AT&T have similar stock prices, with $48 and $20 respectively. Economic conditions such as inflation, deflation, and global economic shocks can also influence the market. These conditions all impact a company's ability to grow their revenue and profit, as well as affect how the stock market works. So this leads to the question of why people are so interested in investing. Well, across the globe, the wealth gap between the middle class and the rich continues to increase. And as inflation rises, checking accounts interest rates decrease, leaving people's money to sit in the bank, inactive and dwindling in value. This is where the stock market comes in. Instead of letting your money dwindle, the stock market gives you the opportunity to grow your money, investing the corporations you feel will perform the best. This is often encouraged in the workplace with payment options, as many employers give you an option to have a portion of your paycheck in the company's stock, allowing your assets to grow and your employer to earn more funding for their ventures. 
There are also retirement accounts, such as Roth IRAs, that allows you to have your retirement managed by an investment fund, which carefully choose stocks with the highest probability of long-term returns. So the cash will be ready for you when you are ready to exit the work world. Many people also treat the stock market as a way to earn easy money without doing much work. And some people treat the stock market as a game and uses it to gamble for quick cash even. Now we will be moving on to how the stock market benefits governments, corporations and individuals. While stocks are used for corporations, bonds are used for governments. As Victor mentioned earlier, governments issue bonds for people to buy in order to run the government and fund any plans such as infrastructure projects they may have. The government then pays back the bond with a fixed amount of interest every year for the duration of the bond. The government benefits from the stock market whenever anyone purchases a bond as bonds allow for individuals to give money to the government and for the government to utilize this money in an effective and productive manner. The same theory can be applied to corporations. As stocks are purchased, this can lead to an increase of capital and facilitate the growth in that company. Investors will then benefit from the dividend yield or whenever they sell their shares or individuals given that the share price has risen. This is why people actively invest and purchase stocks. Now we'll be moving on to careers and jobs related to the stock market. Now though the stock market may seem simple as it only requires the buying and selling of shares, there are actually many industries which have been formed around the stock market as evident in Wall Street. Now we will be talking about some jobs and careers related to the stock market. Firstly, we have brokers. Brokers are individuals or firms that allow for the transaction between buyer and seller of shares, ensuring the legitimacy of the purchase. In essence, the broker is the middleman. Next up, we have a market research analyst. As the name suggests, a market research analyst collects information concerning the stock market. Plausible information a market research analyst would collect would be the data of consumers, information about a firm's competitors, the performance history of a stock or a company, or even help a company for its IPO by studying market forces to further aid the company with its expansions. Now, the reason why market research analysts are so important is as we mentioned earlier in the history of the stock market, the stock market collapsed when people made impulsive decisions which were not well researched. Research is important in ensuring that trades are well thought through and have good potential dividend and yield. Next up, we have a compliance officer. Compliance officers are in charge of dealing with laws and regulations. One of the major roles for a compliance officer is ensuring the company is keeping up with the latest licensing requirements. This is, to, this is to ensure that all trades made are legitimate. Next, we have a risk analyst. Risk analysts assess financial situations and help companies with their decisions. Risk analysts also investigate the financial records of clients as well as investigating the client in order to assess risks of dealing with them. A risk analyst might also study the market trends and look at the bigger picture before advising their companies or their clients. The stock market is very risky in general to make trades or to purchase stocks. Therefore, risk analysts play an important role in mitigating this risk and ensuring that it is as minimum as possible in order to maximize yield. Lastly, we have an equity analyst. Equity analyst analyzes a company's stock performance history and assesses the trends in the current market 
to try and predict a company's future outcomes and yield. We also monitor a company's or client's stock. This was a brief overview of the careers and job opportunities related to the stock market. This brings us to the end of this episode on the stock market and the basics surrounding it. With that, we've reached the end of this episode of the Monkey Business Podcast. Do remember to check out our blog post on medium.com and our Instagram page for more information on all things related to the Monkey Business Podcast. We truly appreciate you for listening to this episode and we hope to see you in the next one. Thanks and goodbye for now.